0: 17, and now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. I will buy you all
1: the beers. Done. Hello, everyone. Bing is for do. Oh, music. Good. Okay.
2: Well done. This is just for you. <laughs> nice. I'm going to move this away because I'm, okay. w- I'm wicked loud.
1: I'm wicked loud. That was kind of amazing. Thanks. Thanks for the music. It follows Colin everywhere he goes. That's what you guys don't know. Hello, everyone. Bing is for doing, and we are doing the penultimate Eureka podcast. Penultimate. It's the one before the finale. Are we sad?
2: A little sad.
1: It's called double thank you. I'm sad. It's called double take. And it's kind of invasion of the body snatchery. I am Roth Cornett and guess who I'm here with? Suck it, Colin Ferguson.
2: Why do I have to suck it?
1: He's the most handsome man in the room right now.
2: I'd go yes. (laughs) I would agree with that statement. It's not a big compliment, but you know what? I'll take it.
1: We love Colin so much. Listen to this, you guys. Jenna, who usually does the show with me, is had an emergency appendectomy on Friday. Allegedly, allegedly, I was actually with her and spoke to the surgeon, so I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> um, and she is still recuperating right now. And how awesome is Colin? You can love him even more than you already do. <laughs>
2: I love this. I got to have all that follow me all the time. It's accompanied
1: by sound effects because he agreed to come and hang out with me so I wouldn't flounder.
2: Well, how do you say no, though? I know. Like, how do you say Oh, I have an emergency appendectomy. (laughs) Would you come in? Like, no? No, you can't say that.
1: Well, how do you say no? I mean, I'm sure the possibility of me sitting here for 45 minutes and talking is just so frightening, too. I would
2: have loved to see you do that. That (laughs) would have been. Yeah. See, just sitting here all by yourself for 45 minutes, just talking, chatting away, (laughs) singing at some point.
1: Jenna did that. At some did point, you? She really did. how'd that go it was, good for it was pretty good for me not great for her i thought it was hilarious that's right so let's talk about double take because i feel like every time you're here the two times that you've been here we talk about you playing evil you and here we are yeah. again here
2: we i are played again. i played creepy creepy me for the episode last night
1: how how is that for you
2: I like it. It's a it's a nice change of pace. I mean, because the guy, it's a he's a, he's a likable guy most of the time. So to sort of play a different flavor is really fun. Feels like you know you're wearing the same clothes, but you get to do something different.
1: Which version is closer to who you really are?
2: Wow, depends on if you dated me or not. Okay, um, well,
1: I didn't date you, so uh, I'm going to say the nice guy.
2: Yay! Um, <laughs> no, the, the, it's it's but I mean it's all aspect of yourself. You just try to try to do um, you access sort of the dark parts of yourself, and and you know you sort of. You know, when you're being likable, you go through the scene sort of trying to make every, you know, what's the right thing to do? What's the kind thing to do? What's the, you know, generous thing to do? And when you're being evil, you use the same compass, but you're sort of going, what's the nasty thing to do? What's the selfish thing to do? What's the arrogant thing to do?
1: What's the, what's the most horrible? But the thing is, he has kind of a... I you I mean, he has a pretty clear point of view. He, he, is, mm-hmm. he thinks he's doing the right thing.
2: Absolutely. I'm saving them from themselves. Yeah. I, I need that when I'm playing a bad guy. I need to know exactly why they're doing what they're doing because it's a basic concept. But they think they're doing the right thing. There's a logic and a rationale to what they're doing.
1: Is it fun to kind of, I mean, listen, you guys, the tone of the show changes when they do kind of the horror-y episodes, which I've dug a little bit. They did a few of them this season, Mm -hmm. and this one is total full-on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well,
2: this was supposed to be our giant cliffhanger. This was supposed to be, you know, back when they conceived the arc for the season, this was going to be the big dun-dun-dun. Right, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and now because the show's over, we have one more episode next week to uh, sort of conclude everything.
1: Tell me about what's going to happen then.
2: Oh wow! There's this giant explosion <laughs> okay. and we're all killed. Yeah.
1: That's a really tragic way. Yeah, it's to end bold. The show. It's bold. And then it just goes to black, one frame of black, like yeah. The Sopranos, and
2: then a test signal for yeah. 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> and that
2: sounds absolutely it. amazing. It's just a 15 minute episode. We saved so much money. Um no what's going to happen is you really you find out what the future of the town's going to be. They're dismantling it. Yeah. Um they uh did that air? I'm assuming it did. Yeah,
1: no it did. You, okay. Spoiler alert. God, Holy Colin, that
2: was rough.
1: Dismantling Eureka. Yeah.
2: So that's what we're dealing with that next week and what's going to happen to everybody and and uh you know what's going to happen to um the community that's been established.
1: Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to pause for a second to Why? talk about I well I don't know. It just sounds <laughs> felt to me nice. like... A,
2: it was like a, a brilliant segue. I was with you the whole us. way. What's going to happen? It's What's like a roller coaster happen? being interviewed by you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. It is. You guys, I am half... Just so everyone who's watching knows, I am like half out of my mind trying to prepare for Comic-Con.
2: Oh, we've been talking so about Comic-Con before it started. We
1: were We were already talking about it. I'm convincing Colin to go, so you can stalk him there.
2: Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to the Geek and Sundry stuff on Friday. And uh, Ross trying to get me to go to certain parties over the course of the, the weekend.
1: Which, why wouldn't I do that? Absolutely. Frankly? So, you guys can follow us on iTunes. And by follow, I mean subscribe. And go ahead and leave us. We love those comments, by the way. We read them all, Jenna and I do. Um, so please go ahead and leave a nice comment. You can leave a comment for Colin, and we'll pass it along to him when I see him at the parties. <laughs> yeah, on.
2: They'll text me the hate mail as you send it in. It'll be great to get on my phone.
1: Well, we had actually a couple. I got tweeted a couple of questions for you, which we'll all get right. to momentarily. But first, wow. go ahead. iTunes. There's also, if you have an iPhone, I don't, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but I... I'm under the impression that Siri is representing the singularity and definitely the impending robot apocalypse. So That's I'm, not paranoid at all. <laughs> I am not that's, a fan. I
2: think that's a good, good thing to do.
1: I'm pretty Keep sure. have a lot of
2: cans in your basement, some guns. Many,
1: many cans. All right. And several guns. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure she is the precursor to Skynet.
2: Sure, she's a Cylon. Yes, right.
1: absolutely. But for many people, she's an enjoyable friend who helps them buy well, pizza and chocolate. I see
2: John Malkovich in that chair by the window in the rain, and he's having lots of fun with Siri. I saw that commercial.
1: Um, He does enjoy Siri. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you went to being John Malkovich for a second. The movie. I don't know why I thought that you were referencing that, but you weren't. No. So anyway, so there is an app on the iPhone. I've heard that iPhones have this thing called apps, and there's a there's a podcast app that you can go ahead and download and then oh is
2: that how you subscribe if you're an ipod ipad iphone
1: well you certainly can colin and then at that point it makes it so easy for you to listen to our enjoyable podcast in your car or while jogging or what have you wow
2: via airplay
1: (laughs) via well probably not on the airplane can you yeah i guess if you're airplane oh airplay airplay yes
2: you know in 2012 there's all these things that happen (laughs) which are really amazing (laughs)
1: Oh, good. All right. So back to the show. Back sure. The- <laughs> I, you know, what, you know what I actually really liked watching was the little creepy. Uh, oh, the daughter. The Genabot. Yes. How creepy was the Genabot?
2: She was. Yeah, she's creepy.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Was that fun for you? They always say, "Don't work with kids or animals." What's your experience? Don't
2: work with kids work- or. <laughs> no nah, Don't. Nope. Don't do it. They're right. Anyone who can, anyone who contradicts them is wrong. Um, because the shot invariably becomes about sort of getting that one take that's usable. This, yeah. That girl was great. She liked doing it and all that stuff. But um, my favorite baby on the set was Aaliyah. Uh-huh. Um, she played, uh, when I came down the stairs with the baby, yeah, the in baby the, you know, yeah. Aaliyah did that. And um, she's a good. she speaks three languages. She's amazing.
1: How do you mean she speaks three languages? You can
2: talk to her in French, Spanish, or English.
1: Are you serious?
2: Yeah. I think there's a fourth, but I don't know it.
1: How old is she? She's, a, what, four years old?
2: I think she's. I think she was three. Um,
1: and she speaks three languages. Yeah. So
2: the cool thing was, and we, and she's really she she was sort of freaked out and didn't want to be there. And um, we were sitting, she was sitting with me one day, and I, and and uh, and I brought over like an iPhone. Yeah. And I said, okay, you know the camera that your mom takes, and I sort of pointing out, like those are cameras, same as this. So we're performing for that. And she was clocking it all, sort of going, okay, okay. And then she got what we were doing. And so we said, Yeah, we're going to do it, and then we're going to do it again. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she'd, she'd go back to once she knew exactly what we were doing. And then we gave her a line, the hi, mommy thing. Yeah. When she came to the bottom of the yeah. stairs, we were at the top of the stairs. I said, When we get to the bottom of the stairs, you look over, you say hi, mom. She's like, Okay. So we got to the bottom, and she did it.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: She was amazing.
1: That is amazing. I mean, that's truly. So what does she just. Does she listen to baby Mozart all day long? And then. St-
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's actually 45 years old. Yeah, is, is what it is. It's. Uh,
1: that's kind of incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but. Well, it was maybe not so fun for you to have all of the children, but I did think that the little evil robot Jenna was effective for the show. So I'm glad that you sucked it up and did your job. Thanks.
2: (laughs) It's Not often I do my job, so it's a good one to do.
1: do you have a, so do you have a favorite director that you've worked with on the show?
2: Oh yeah, I mean we, we have lots of favorite directors. I mean that was Matt Hastings mm. who, who yeah. directed that one. He directed the, he directs the big ones, the, yeah. uh, the premiere, the finale and, and maybe one in the middle and uh, he's our director producer, so he's great because yeah. we have a shorthand and, and when Matt and I are, are running and gunning, we can go really, really quickly. He gets tons of f- coverage and knows exactly what he wants and, and that's easy. Um, and anyone else from the inside? Works like um, Alexandra, who did uh, Smarter Carter this year. Right. She's our script supervisor, um, and and because she's on set with us all day long, there's just a familiarity and a shorthand. When Sally directs, when Joe directs, when I direct, ah, oh,
1: that must be when it's I'm amazing, really, really the most amazing. Yeah, it's like we've all been touched
2: direct. by the spirit. It's, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah.
1: So Carter kind of wants to bail. He's done with this. He wants to leave. He wa- he's over Eureka.
2: Well, there's talk. I mean, we don't know what the conclusion is going to be, but but uh, yeah, he's definitely, he sees that it's coming to an end and, and um, he just wants to do the right thing. He doesn't want to stay there and sort of back into a life there. If he's going to stay there, he wants to stay there because he decided to stay there and not because it's sort of, you know, wow, 20 years went by and I never thought about leaving.
1: Okay. That's an interesting take on it. Mm. So... How do you like that?
2: (laughs) Come on, throw me another question. Colin
1: has thoughts, you guys. I will throw you another question because um, as those of you who have been watching Jenna and I um, this season, we have gone to basically talking about the idea. Well, this episode really reflected it because we've been talking about what makes you you and what makes a person sort of. A person. Mm-hmm. And Eureka kind of addresses that in a lot of different ways. It had the yeah. mirrors, it had the um, MP- NPCs. The
2: NPCs, the, the body printing that the we did, and printing. then downloading the, what were they, the, the Z-Wave-based um, Z-wave. personalities?
1: Yeah, all of it. All of it. So, I put that to you, Colin. What makes because I put Jenna on the spot one night. I literally put her on the hot seat and I said, "Seat." And I said, "What makes a what is humanity? Define it. At what point are you no longer a human?"
2: Because um, that
1: ethical question came up at the end of, end of the show.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's a good question. I think it's um. You know, we dealt with it when we brought on Andy, yeah, the, the robot, uh, and I think. If I'm to be honest, I, I would think that, um, you know, very it takes very little because we have so many failures mm-hmm. of human beings out there in, in the world today. <laughs> we do. I mean, if you want to call it what it is, you know, there's some horrible people out there and they go through life just making <laughs> horrible decisions. And, and, you know, they're they're human, you know, and, and, and they're not helping us very much. So if we're going to consider them humans, then, uh, you know, why not consider a biological uh, life form that has sort of a, an AI head? I mean, that seems to be why shouldn't we give that the same rights that we give um, our own species that it, that isn't that are that aren't behaving well?
1: Because that's when they kill us. Oh. So but no, in all I mean, that's sort of Jenna's take, too. She feels like the moment you have that you're self-aware and you have consciousness. And mm-hmm. that's sort of that's how she sort of defines life. And what it is. So then those NPCs, once they're in those robotic bodies, they have consciousness. They're aware of themselves. Yeah. But they're running on a program. My whole thing is that the minute that you are running on a program that is ordained you know, by somebody else, by an outside force, and you're not autonomous. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the but difference. But
2: programs right? do their own thing. I mean, we're finding that nowadays, even with special effects, where they, they do a program. I mean, there was that story from uh, uh, Lord of the Rings where they had the, the program where all the, the um, whatever NPCs were supposed to fight each other in the background. And then other groups started fighting that weren't supposed to be fighting and sort of like, you know, oh, the ghost in the machine. Right. I didn't right. think that was going to happen. And that's sort of life. Yeah. I mean, so I think the more complex of the program I think it's completely acceptable to say that they're human.
1: Okay, good. Well, let's move on to another one. The no, other...
2: let's stay on this. Okay, oh, we can. No, stay. I'm just kidding. We Even stayed what? on
1: this the whole time one night. Wow,
2: that must have been amazing.
1: It was so
2: awesome. <laughs>
1: you totally should have been there. Only if you brought scotch.
2: Well, I wonder what the line would be though with that. You with... know, like like like. No, not with the scotch. But with, with, <laughs> there there's is no, no line with scotch. <laughs> there huh? is no line. Um, I don't know. I don't know when it would start, but I don't think you want to keep you know a species down until they prove themselves to be worthy of rights i think that's a dangerous road
1: oh sure i i absolutely agree with you but we i mean here's the thing we already do i mean certainly animals don't don't have rights, and we don't True. treat them necessarily with much dignity. And a But lot,
2: they're delicious.
1: But they are delicious. I mean, listen, I can't say too much. Cows sweat gravy. They, they Come yeah, on. Absolutely. That's supposed sweat to be eaten. gravy. And um, pigs poop bacon. They <laughs> do poop, they? Yeah. Chocolate covered bacon. Is that where bacon, bacon. Comes from? Yes. Wow. They poop chocolate that's covered not bacon. Chocolate covered bacon. <laughs> I'm pretty Just sure it is, that. Colin. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but we already sort of. We already mm-hmm. really tread that line sure. in our world right now without robots. Yep. in the equation, but they're welcome in the equation if they would like to be there. The other th- thing that is sort of at the end of the episode as well is the idea that this is inherently kind of a dangerous place and that was something we talked a lot, lot about with Deborah when she was here in terms of Beverly and does that organization kind of have the right idea to some degree that there should be oversight over a place that has the ability to create this kind of weaponry and mm-hmm. wreak this kind of destruction.
2: Yeah. And they do on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean if I was in charge, absolutely I would either dismantle the town or I would make sure that it uh, um, had a different set of rules to run by. I mean fantastic for entertainment once a week, who's getting who? But but um you know, as as far as something that could be allowed to live in our society, they almost destroy the planet yeah. so often that can't be allowed to happen.
1: That's not okay. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's okay. The town has a sheriff. They'll be fine. I, you know. <laughs> and
1: it's you. Well,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: You're all that stands between us and the abyss.
2: Oh, the, oh the, we're going to hit the abyss. <laughs> That's what you should know then.
1: So every week we talk about Jenna talks about her drunk purchases on Amazon. So I don't buy things though, and that's the problem. So I you pay, don't? No, I really don't. I like don't buy anything. I buy books and I buy movies. And I'm apps.
2: doing home Reno. I'm buying everything online.
1: All you? Well, I'm saying like I don't buy anything anywhere. Like that's the <laughs> online artists don't
2: buy things. <laughs> that's just not true. It's true. It's not true. I buy you don't buy anything. You buy, buy. You buy food,
1: beverages. Be- okay. Food and beverages, that's pretty much what I buy, I guess. Right. You know, but I'm not going to get that through Amazon. But you know what? I will get my media through Amazon. I get books through Amazon, and I get downloads, and I watch Downton Abbey on Amazon and things like that. So,
2: Well, do you go through the AfterBuzz site whenever you buy anything?
1: Wow, that is kind of amazing. I feel like we have such a report Because you know, so if you go through category. the
2: AfterBuzz site, you support programs like this and allow interviews like this to happen.
1: Wow. That is really interesting. How would I do that, Colin?
2: Well, what you do is you go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Yes. And uh, you then click over to the Amazon. I believe there's a tab. Yes. And then uh, that takes you to the Amazon. And by doing that simple click, by going through one site to the other, you channel funds toward programs like this.
1: Wow. I should do that. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've done the show once before. Now I'm going to sit back. And I'm going to let Colin run the rest of the program because he does it so much better than I do, unfortunately, <laughs> for all of you listening and watching. Let's talk about Parrish. Who's your favorite character besides yourself?
2: Parrish? Oh, Parrish. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I heard Parrish. I was like, Parrish? I got gotcha. you. Um, who's my favorite character or do you want to talk about Parrish?
1: I want to talk about both. First, Answer first and then we'll move on.
2: Done. Um, my favorite character is probably... Um well, there've been a bunch. I like um Dave Foley's character. Um I like Wally Sean's character. I like Fargo. Um Fargo likes you. Yeah, is pretty good. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Um and uh He's
1: been here a couple times and he's been awesome. Has he? Yeah.
2: He's pretty quick. Yeah. And then and Parish. All right. Then we end on Parish. What a good segue.
1: What a great segue. Well, that's Jenna's favorite. That's why I kind of tied those what? questions together.
2: Paris is her favorite? I
1: believe it is. I you know, she's
2: be- not here. We can leave her out of this.
1: We can leave her out of yeah. it entirely?
2: She'll be back talking about her, me, 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 my <laughs> appendectomy. Oh, look at my scar. <laughs> Um, yeah, demand to see the scar, by the way. That's that's the comment you should leave. That's, I want to see the scar.
1: There's three scars. Three
2: scars? Why?
1: Yeah, because it was laparoscopic. I'm just going to tell all our business. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it was laparoscopic, so they make three small incisions instead of one big one. Okay. Yeah, that way they can see more of what's going on in the abdomen. I wow. talked to the surgeon before I, and after. You did. That's amazing. <laughs> she, I had to wrestle her. I had to wrestle her iPhone away from her. It was in really? the OR. It was insane. She was trying to make a pitch for why should she she should be able to keep. I swear to God, why she should be able to keep the iPhone? And then she was exchanging business cards with the OR dot with the uh, emergency room <laughs> doctor. That's impressive. As we were walking to the OR, I'm like, this is amazing.
2: So she got his number, though wow He
1: got hers. Yeah. He got hers. I Fantastic. he contacted her. Whoa. I am in. Really? Don't ever tell me anything. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope he's listening to the
2: show right now. What's <laughs> up, Doc? Give her a call.
1: Call her. She's waiting. No, he did already. <laughs> he,
2: yeah. He I, called her
1: already? He was, he went
2: <laughs> next- <laughs> Go ahead. Dump more of her <laughs> private life on the table. Are they going out? <laughs> Does she like him? This is great. What's his name? What, I, what was his name? You were there. You know his name.
1: It was the middle of the. I was you distracted, know his name. but I swear to God, I don't. He was like Dr. I'll
2: give you a hint. Dr.
1: Feel Good? Mo. <laughs> Doctor, feel good Doctor is what I'm calling him from yeah. now time. From now He's and probably never
2: given anyone his number. No, oh, I'm
1: sure that's never happened before. Ever, he just happened to have the card yeah. at the ready.
2: Jenna's awesome though. <laughs> Can I get your number? That's brilliant.
1: Exchanging cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. So, yes, the appendectomy did happen, but you should still ask to see the scar. I agree.
2: Yeah, I think everybody should um, should send in all their comments to uh, the site asking about the date. That they went on, I think. I think that should be the driving force of all the comments.
1: No one should tell me anything. I, <laughs> that's just it. Steven Soderbergh. You remember when Matt Demon came out and said that Steven Soderbergh was going to retire and yada yada yada. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? And then Soderbergh is like, Matt Damon is like a fourteen-year-old girl. You can't tell him anything. I'm worse than that. So like, if you don't want your business on the air, don't mention it. <laughs> as far as I'm... So, anyway, that brings us to... parish. Yeah. What a great segue. Interestingly enough, I, I... Do you watch the show and do you... Are you able to have some measure of, like, sort of objectivity? Or are you just yeah. sort of watching yourself and then pausing and rewinding and then watching yourself <laughs> yeah. again.
2: I just watched myself on <laughs> slow motion and then fast forward through all the other bits angrily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, panicked Why able. do they
1: bother to write for these characters? <laughs> exactly. Uh,
2: well, it, we shot it, you know, coming up on a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, that episode. So, yeah, you get some serious distance. Right after you shoot it, you have none. But a yeah. year later, you can actually get... Um, a bit of perspective, and it's nice to see the good work that people do. Yeah, you know, like like with that uh, Zane and Parrish little I like uh, that moment. I that like was great. That, yeah. that was a great little comic cut that Jamie yeah. put in there. The yeah. whole like, I can't believe it didn't work.
1: Yeah, I actually I thought that was hilarious. I I, I good job, Jamie. Jamie sometimes watches us, and he will really? tweet in. I actually, I
2: why didn't why didn't he come in? He's been in. Why didn't he come in again? I've been in.
1: I well. I don't know. He has a family, Colin. Wow. And
2: I have no one. That's the answer to that. You have no one. So we called you first because we know you're not busy.
1: No, All we right. called you for obvious reasons. We want the people. Look, Jenna wasn't here. You already got to deal with this mess.
2: Exactly. We
1: want the people to be satisfied. So we Rob brought not in- to do the show alone. That's
2: the phone call I got. You can't let her go on alone. You can't.
1: And now you know why. <laughs> and now it's also obvious Why? moving along to Perish. yes I like those moments for him I did I, mm-hmm. I kind of didn't have any doubt about who the real one was though the whole time no did you, did you no do you think we were meant to
2: no I don't think it was one of those things where I think we were more caught up in was Zayn going to figure it out yeah but you knew Zayn wasn't going to kill the wrong one that would be a really weird
1: that would be a very big turn that Eureka would make y- in terms of the tone of the show and
2: there's no solve for that there's yeah, no, no like wow you killed the wrong
1: that's yeah, Yeah. all of a sudden it's like Eureka the Wire.
2: <laughs> like, that's the tone we go for. That's for the, the tone, like yeah, for the finale. wildly upset.
1: Exactly. Oz. Yeah, all of a sudden it's just it's, it's, it's Oz. It's Zane in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason Priestley is there and it's very bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It's no good for anyone. I did think, though, I'll tell you this, though, the person that I wasn't sure was when Felicia went all Mata Hari. I really wasn't. I I I wasn't certain until they were well
2: well played by the NPCs.
1: Well played by the NPCs. I thought so too until they were sort of in the woods, and then you knew. Well, why are you? uh, Well, then I wondered why Fargo didn't know. Like, why am I in the woods? Yeah, I mean, like, let's go someplace quiet. It's only twelve miles away. (laughs) She
2: hated shooting those scenes. (laughs) Why? It was the. It was the most mossy. Um, clumped muddy ground, and she was in these sort of cute saddle shoes thing that were not sort of going into the ground very yeah. well. So she was constantly turning her ankle um, oh, as no. she was because the scene, uh, the scene where she wakes up and walks out with me. Obviously, we shoot those. Yeah. one right out you. Lay the track, and you do them both back to back. And by the end of the second one, she's like, "Get me out of here! I can't keep twisting my ankle."
1: Did they, did they, oh, well, I liked what she did despite her displeasure. So, what I'm learning tonight, you guys, is that the more unhappy, and I think that if there are any aspiring directors, you should really take this to heart. The more unhappy and uncomfortable you make an actor, Mm -hmm. the finer the performance you're going to get. So, I think you should all really, (laughs) really take that to heart and plan to just torment and torture, pinch their toes.
2: Well, there is some to having things to act off of. Yeah. You know, that was probably a later take the one that we actually that that aired for, be-
1: for Felicia. Yeah.
2: Because when I because when she got up, I offered her my hand. I was probably yeah. doing that because she twists her ankle so many times yeah. sort of walking through the thing. So and it was riveting.
1: So I, it was
2: amazing.
1: So I've made a valid point is what you're telling me.
2: Yeah, you have, actually.
1: OK. Yeah. All right. Good. Every single aspiring director work that way.
2: Yeah. Give 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 resistance to things. Give obstacles.
1: Well, yeah. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's.
2: In now a he's warm, saying, womb, supportive environment I, of trust and love, give obstacles and pain. Yeah,
1: I, I was saying start things sort of ironically, but that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you do need obstacles.
2: I brought it home. You, I, uh, you
1: did. You brought it around, around to something <laughs> legit. Explain to the people what an obstacle is for an actor.
2: An obstacle is something that you can work around um, because sort of the the plot or anything in a scene is A to B. You're going. You start here. You start here at the beginning of the scene. You end there. So anything that can be in your way from going from A to B makes it a significantly more interesting journey and uh, gives you a lot more to sort of show the character that you're playing off of. Fair how right. they react to things. How they don't react to things.
1: Well, nicely done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent. Dude, Inside the Agnes. I just
1: fell in love with you a little bit. No, no, no. That was that was the more you know. Oh, NBC, was it? That was the more you know wow. with the with the rainbow. Because, <laughs> see, we're both That's learning brilliant. today. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not really learning because you're not teaching me much. But
2: I'm learning. <laughs> okay, I'm learning I'm tons sorry. of stuff. I'm learning. I'm never coming back. That's oh, oh snap. Oh, just kidding, Joe. We
1: only have the finale. Oh,
2: Boom. There you go. I'll come back.
1: Yay! Come back for the finale. Because we should get a
2: lot of people though. We should get everybody.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. We should get a bunch of people and a lot of alcohol and it'll be a party. That'd right be fun. here at the Afterbirth Studio for the Eureka finale. Let's
2: do that. Well, we can get Neil, we can get Nile. We can get Well, maybe will Niall be back? I don't know if he'll be back. I don't
1: know either. But Neil will come probably. Okay.
2: We can get him. Jamie will come.
1: Jamie will come, you'll be here. It'll be mm-hmm. great. We should probably get through this with some measure of clarity though. Yeah, Tell what, me this. Go ahead.
2: Yes, what do you want to talk about?
1: Well, I wanna talk about this. So when you're doing the scenes with your double, I'm assuming you have an actor there. Yes. A double.
2: A stunt. Well, a stunt double. Yes.
1: A stunt double. It's my stunt double. Did you give him really mean nicknames and mm. treat him rather cruelly?
2: I, I called him by his by his normal by his, his, by his name? Christian name Keith. <laughs> it was Heath who was fighting me in the uh, in the um, the room, and Fraser also did some stuff. So between the two of them, Fraser. Yeah, that's kind of Fraser ripped his collarbone out on set one day. That was terrible.
1: On shooting this episode?
2: Um no. Shooting an episode a couple episodes before. Wow. Yeah. He was he was doing a basic thing. It was he had this this prop and uh and uh, he just had to do a dive forward roll as this car screeched. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me do that because the car is screeching yeah. and they're like, you're for insurance purposes, you're flat out not allowed. So and Fraser's like, it's a dive forward roll, I'll be fine. So dust goes through this thing, the prop sort of gets caught gets caught under his collarbone oh. as he goes into into the tuck position and just Pops his collarbone out. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm.
1: That poor 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 Fraser.
2: Oh, frazier was in pain. Fr- yeah, that one hurt. He was back next week. We were using him again. But he but yes yeah, it, it it
1: uh It's a dangerous set on your ego. Oh
2: and and it is and, and sort of the like it's inhuman because their their job is is you know that happens and they go, you know, I'm out and then it's basically bring in the next one. We need the shot. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 you're sort of watching this one guy in a uniform walk away and another guy come in, then he does the stunt that the other, it's harsh.
1: Now, tell me this. Do you, and they're working with you, is that mm-hmm. so are they acting or are they giving you anything as an actor, or is it just kind of oh, blank they're wo- line readings no
2: or? no they're 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 wonderful actually they were they were great and very concerned about it. I mean, obviously, the stunt stuff they're teaching me right. as, as they go through, you know, oh, you're doing this, you probably want to do this, you you know it's going to read better, and uh, they're giving me all sorts of advice and walking me through everything like that, and then, in addition to that, um because what they've done is is I'm working you know all day long and everything and while i'm working they're working with the stunt coordinator and the director on others on uh, in sort of areas getting the whole sequence right so they've plotted the whole thing out the fights and whatnot um and they're the ones who sort of know it all so they're then teaching me sort of right on the spur of the moment then i do it um and so in addition to all that they're sort of they've learned my lines or or our lines really and um they're saying, like, you know, do you want me to look at you when I do them? I'm, I'm trying to give you as much as I can. And, and, and they're wonderful. They're wonderful, wonderful. For that they'd even be concerned about it is great. But the fact they were doing them well is even better.
1: Have they ever given you any ideas for your own performance?
2: All the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all work together to work it out. And, and uh, that's the great thing about being on a show sort of six seasons in is, is you, you know, you all be looking at the stunt, be whatever it is, climbing a ladder. And you'll sort of go, wow, oh, what do you think? Well, it's, and he, he'll because he's been climbing it all day. Um, and I just get there. He goes, well, you'll find that, like, the and this, is, this is a real thing. The rungs were huge because yeah. it looked really cool. Really hard to climb. Uh, really hard to get a grip on it because the, the rungs. So he says, you're probably going to have to go around this side to hold the thing, although it's not really safe. And, and so you sort of spitball with each other. And he says, yeah, I was thinking about this. And, and because they've been watching the show, right? they then say, you know, okay. And also because of, of of how the character goes like this, I thought maybe this would be super cool. And then you go, oh, that's great. Yeah, let's grab that. And then maybe we could do this. And, and you, you really build on each other.
1: Okay, great. Well at that point, let's take a let's take a commercial break. Wow. And then we're gonna talk about Henry. Hey there, breaks.
2: good buddies. The handles Woolly
0: Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man. No. I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from Afterbuzz TV. And why? because after buzz tv is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite tv shows like jersey shore dancing with the stars mad men and a whole truckload more i like listening to my gossip girl podcast catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip No, i got some strong opinions and after buzz tv lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners what a feeling i used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road and don't worry, I got the cruise control. But now I'm wide awake and listening to all the AfterBuzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give them a holler. And tell them the old woolly bear sent you.
1: People are saying, so listen to this. We sure. have Nicola... Minogue on Twitter has said, from what she recalls of the last episode that you were here for, it's a good thing we're on opposite sides of the tables. I yeah. object.
2: No, we had a line. We had a line. Um, she's right. I'm backing <laughs> her up. I got you back. I think it's Nicola.
1: I Nicola, thank you. God.
2: I got you back, and I'm saying your name right. That's because I love man. you, um, man. I love yep.
1: you too, Nicola. She doesn't. I um, do there too. was a
2: line in between us. We we were in the back seat of a car, in theory, if That's I remember correctly. That's true. Yep.
1: But I think it was working. I think it was hilarious because we had mom guiding the show.
2: That's true. She was keeping us from hurting each other.
1: Matt Dunlop, who loves you, he's a huge fan of Eureka. Um, he's asking how many sci-fi movie references did they use in this episode? I think, <laughs> that's really interesting. Like, I didn't. I only. How many did you catch?
2: Um, there were. I, I watched it uh, at the Paley Center yesterday with the, with a big crowd. Right. So, I'm assuming I caught them because the crowd would laugh. You know, it'd be like, oh, that's, well, there was the yeah. Star Wars reference. Right. Okay. Um, but there's
1: always a lot of references.
2: There are. I, I don't know how many or if it was sort of, if we upped it. I mean, it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, sort of, so maybe that's a reference.
1: Well, I think that's the biggest reference.
2: The biggest one?
1: Well, thematically, uh, it's basically the story of Invasion of, of the Body Snatchers. That's true. <laughs> so,
2: that, is, that would be the biggest so that one. that would be the biggest yeah, one. I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, so what else was there? Were, were there any... Um, Mm. I mean, those
1: were Matt. Go ahead and tweet and let me know which ones yeah. did you catch because those I caught. We steal
2: from everything. We're basically we've taken them from everywhere. Any any show that's ever aired, we stole from. Oh yeah. yes, there was the reference. Um, Felicia had a reference to uh, with Fargo in the waterfall hallway. Um, it's like the Queen who was spitting out the blah blah blah. Oh, blah. Alien? yeah, yes, yes. yeah. Oh, um, you're
1: right. You're right. You're right.
2: Three. Um, yeah, there's
1: three, but she, Felicia, too. She makes um. She made one to Lord of the Rings. Because she said it's like that dream where you only speak Orcish and you know you're doing yep. something wrong yep. and you can't stop yourself. That dream.
2: Nice. No. Oh, well done. <laughs> Have you ever had that dream? No. no.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. What? Yeah. There were a bunch. Matt's on the money. Matt's yeah. on the money. What's another one? What's another question?
1: Another question was, do you still hate yourself?
2: Do I? <laughs> really? Um, no. No. Um, although that that the hard bit about that, I was doing the fight with with um, with Heath and uh, my shoulder was separated at the time. And I didn't know that because I never had a separated shoulder. I didn't know what, what that was. But um, he swung like this, and I blocked it as as per the thing. And it was like my bell got rung in a way that I can't. Like it, it sort of hits here and just goes whoosh, sort of all the way up your arm. And uh, yeah, then it was like something something's up. And then I sort of talked to the stunt guys, and they're like, "Oh, you probably got a separated shoulder. Let's roll." You know, <laughs> and you just
1: powered through. Well,
2: you don't have a choice. It's not like you can walk away. It's right. You- do it again it's...
1: what that so what's what's the worst conditions that you have performed under
2: um i don't know i mean you know obviously in front of a, a wind tower or you know a b- bunch of giant fans with and they because my hair doesn't move a lot uh they they need to make it look more like you know it, it's raining and it's in a storm so not only are there fans that are probably six feet tall like like two of them there's then a guy standing next to it with bags of debris that he sort of throws into the fan, and <laughs> because they hit me in the face, and so the the point is to hit me in the face because then I can I can uh, react. That's my obstacle as an actor, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't enjoy that very much.
1: It Sounds really fun to me. It's really good.
2: Everyone should be an actor. It's great. But have fun. you ever
1: had like food poisoning or anything where you were just sort of up chucking in between takes?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this thing. I was doing More Tales in the City, More Tales of the City, a long time ago, and, and there was this awful flu that was going around, and. Um, yeah, there was a there was just a bucket. And you you you'd do the take and cut and, and you you'd throw up into the bucket and lie down until they said uh, all right we're, we we fixed the lights, let's go again and then you went again.
1: So what we're learning here, boys and girls, is that actors indeed earn their keep.
2: It's all glory. That's what we're learning. This is all lies. <laughs> Nothing, it's all, it's all, glory. all glamour and
1: glory but, yeah. and yeah. people there fetching you drinks. Same
2: same series. Uh, More tales of the city went down to um, Mexico and got ho- there was we we was, there was a hurricane, so the sewage was sort of everywhere, and everybody got food poisoning. And oh. um, so it was one night I got it was awful food poisoning, and the producer she was carrying me naked to the shower every two hours because my temperature was like 105. And then this this doctor comes in and just shoots me up with all sorts of stuff. And uh seven AM I'm on set, you know, in a bathing suit, shooting a scene, sort of going like, Oh, this is rough. All glory. All glory. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean it's it's sort of, you know, you've oh, yeah. you've teams of people taking care of you. Nothing's ever really gonna go wrong. You're just gonna get hurt.
0: <laughs> You're
1: just gonna get really. Well, ar- you heal. We're, we're
2: people. We're ah, people you'll die. You know, oh, you rarely die. It's fine. Yeah,
1: it's an awesome. Job. How long have you ever have you had another job? Have I, I mean, yeah? <laughs> <is> this, <laughs> have
2: I ever had a well, job? No. For sure. I Tons. I have
1: a friend who he. <clears throat> He did this really little independent movie. Well, it didn't end Called up being... Called Star Wars. No, it didn't end my up being My friend, indie. George Lucas. My friend, George Lucas. And he's, he's just- totally my best friend, but I am so mad at him right now. <laughs> no, my... Actually, really, a friend of mine, he knew some people shooting a movie. And he had, like, no intentions of being an actor. Although I told him he was going to be. Um, and he, they put him in this movie and it ended up blowing up. And so like paradigm called him and he was on his way to college and paradigm like called him who's, wow. if you guys don't know, this is an agency and it's, it's boutique, but it's pretty, it's I a, mean, if
2: it's boutique, it's a big boutique, it's, a, it's big, a big agency.
1: It's a big agency. So they basically called him and they're great and they're great. And so they called him and said we want to sign you. And he calls me and he's like what do I do? I'm about to go to college. And I was like you strike while the iron is hot. You go. You know, and he's been an actor since then. So he's never really, really had a What's your that friend's job. name? I'm not telling. That I'm not
2: Matt telling. Matt Damon.
1: <laughs> it, well, it happens to be Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. But I don't That know friend right.
2: Barack Obama.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like me and Barack were hanging out with Matt and it was ridiculous. No, I'm not going to say But so he's never had another job.
2: So it's just Jenna's life you put on the table, it's, really. It's yours you keep behind <laughs> Jenna's. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, lovely. That's
1: basically how it rolls. Around <laughs> <here. Okey> Jenna's <laughs> yours. Anybody else who happens? Anybody want to tweet me some private Throw stuff? Throw them
2: under the bus. Whatevs. <laughs>
1: Whatevs. Let's talk about her abdomen and her dating life <laughs> and who she likes on Eureka. All at once. Yeah. So so. How back young, to Parish. Back to you. <laughs> yes. How young were you?
2: How These, young was I? I? was. When you really um, started working. Oh, when I, well, when I started working as a, as a person, I was, uh, I think, 14. Um, but that was like doing groundskeeping. And I worked, uh, I was an assembly line worker for, um, I made light bulbs. Uh, and I you worked shipping and receiving. I worked assembly line at a, form fa- at a foam factory making bedding. I worked uh, as a waiter. I worked as a teacher. I worked as a mover. What did you teach? I taught everything from physical education to English.
1: So how old were you or do you, are you actually this is really you don't have to answer me.
2: Sure. Or I will.
1: do do you oh how old were you when you really started to work as an actor?
2: Um my first job was when I was 21, I think. Okay. And then my and then uh, I moved down here when I was 22. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, but you were still pretty young.
2: Yeah, I hit pretty young, but I'd been yeah. working for a long, long time. Okay. Sort of in, in the real world doing stuff, you doing know. Doing real we, jobs. Yeah, really so horrible you're jobs. So you were a real person. Yeah, yeah. graveyard shift, assembly line. If you haven't done it, it's special.
1: It's amazing. So do you, I mean, are there moments sort of when you're on set where you're like,
2: yeah, I want to you... go back to the assembly line? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, there are. <laughs>
1: I, because here's the thing. I mean, you really you you have one of the better jobs in existence. Yeah, it's right? a great job. So, I mean, are there ever moments that you? I am really not talking about the show. I'm just going to grill Colin. Yeah. Are there ever moments that you question it, or is it just always crystal clear? This is the right thing to do.
2: Um, never question. I'm not one to question. I mean, it's, it's done. I've done so well by it that to question it would be would be ridiculous. Um, and I've loved it. I absolutely love the journey. Um, there are definitely moments when I have uh, when I'm grateful for it you know I we get to see all these places and you'll be you know in costume standing on some bluff that you're shooting on and and it's just beautiful just that you get to do that I mean I I, I wanted to be you know I didn't think it was possible but I, I grew up watching television and sort of going wow that'd be really cool wonder what I'm going to do but that'd be really cool yeah. you know so the fact that my path led there um, you know, for this show. Uh, it, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm grateful as all hell.
1: And now that this is wrapping up, I mean, tell us a little bit about, well, let's, before we totally wrap up, let's actually talk about that episode just a little bit. Sure. Because I think one of the things that I liked about it was, or that I thought was interesting was with Henry and Grace. Yeah. Um, and how she has had to confront so many different versions of him at this point, And that their trust level is going to be so, depleted in mm. her and I'm wondering how in one episode they're going to kind of wrap up that relationship so that she's able to really be with him in the conclusion. You know what I mean because yeah. you're sort of set you're with Allison Carter with Allison, Zane and Joe are pretty solid, you know, Holly th- that was a blip. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little bump on the road for for them, and so and now she's the memory wipe. That's going to make it even more complicated. Obviously, we wonder where that's going to go. But they're the ones that I really thought like that's a real problem. Yeah, you know, for a real relationship. Like, if you, how do you rebuild that trust? So, what do you think?
2: Well, I think I think so, some of the metaphors of the show, because I know Jamie so well, uh, would have to be sort of uh, that work is never a problem. Uh, work is just work, um, and you are who you are is the other thing and there's a real romanticism to that and sort of a fatalistic uh, approach to that sort of thing and I think it's, embodies, it's embodied in a couple of different ways with the relationships on the show uh, with uh, Joe and Tambi uh, uh, Henry and Grace um, I think they had to make peace a long time ago with the fact that their history was subordinate to their identity um, she's meant to be with him he's meant to be with her They who they are is the primary and I think that would probably help them get through this because um it's it's sort of something you can always lie back uh, fall back on it's not the history that binds them together it's their their beings so that's cool and I think the same thing will go with Fargo and Holly that they have to rebuild it but that's just work the more important thing is that they found each other
1: oh that's kind of lovely you guys all right. I can't, well, I can't say anything better than what you just said about this episode. That was really amazing. I and mean, that's really beautiful. Jamie, he did good.
2: Jamie's good.
1: He, he- Wow! Yeah, we love Jamie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing. That's that's sort of what I was going to ask you is that you know several people from the show have been on here. We've had Jamie and Amy and Get Bergs.
2: Get um, Amy Bergs back.
1: She she's awesome. I love her. Yeah, she
2: to get a bunch of the writers. Get the writers. Yeah. Come on, a writer we, show for the finale. Get we, all the writers.
1: We would love to. We would love to. I mean, the person that I am like in awe of, of course, is is Deborah because she's perhaps the most lovely human I've ever encountered. She's probably
2: and, the nicest human being on the it's planet. Yeah,
1: really insane. Uh huh really insane all
2: genuine yeah all genuine yeah all
1: like just phenomenal so i'd love to have her to come in if she's she's available too but my point is like you don't really see that a lot i mean look let's be real for a second (laughs) we understand this industry is great and it's wonderful but you run into a lot of ego and you run into Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are confused about things but it doesn't seem like the people involved in this show have been like that everybody's down to earth and Mm -hmm. really clear and really good at what they do and really happy to do it. And that is so rare to really see that. I mean, that's the truth. That's yeah. really not often that you're going to see that. So now that it's wrapped up, what are you sort of hoping to do in this next phase? I mean, what do you.
2: Well, I'd like to, to repeat the experience, which is probably the kiss of death. I mean, and maybe by saying that, I mean that, you know, I have a standard, you know, that I want to, if possible, stay within as much as you could possibly predict it. I mean, those personality traits are, you know, people who jockey for a position and are very political, they're impossible to figure out um, right out of the gate because if they were, those people wouldn't work Yeah, it's the sort of thing that comes out after you're stuck in a submarine for, you know years and years, you go, oh, this is who you are oh, right. wow, this is going to get interesting um, but we, I had the good fortune to work with a, a ton of really good people with a tone of show that I really enjoyed, that came from the tone that these people have, I mean, the tone of the show is the tone of the writers who they are as people and is the tone of the actors. We all sort of have the same um, feel about life, and that all comes from Jamie. He hired all of yeah. them and he cast all of us. So yeah. I mean that that. You know, you need to find someone like him again.
1: Well, do you think I mean, listen, I I think that's absolutely true. And I think in any any job that you've ever that I've ever had, it doesn't matter what industry it is. The tone of the organization comes from the top. And so you can Mm -hmm. tell like Jamie's so lovely and he's managed to amass this crew and this cast. That's also equally wonderful. Would you be taking more agency, perhaps, and sort of, like, spearheading your own project and being that person?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right now. And it's a funny thing because I'll have heat for X number of months, you know, maybe a year, year and a half at this point. Yeah. If, you, if you really want to put it on the table, right? That's probably what it is. So I'm going to work as hard as I can next year and a half to sort of make intelligent decisions. Um, after which or towards the end of which I'll have to sort of abandon that and just start saying yes. To, yeah. to getting back on television and taking a gig to, you know, um, keep any heat that I have alive and, and, and stuff like that. So I feel like I bought myself some time and I'm going to use it to accomplish what you just said. Right. But if I can't achieve it, then I have to be realistic and, yeah. and get back in the trenches.
1: Well, that's a really pragmatic attitude, obviously, and I'm, I'm a believer in pragmatism. But at the same time, I, don't th- I do believe in choice also. Mm-hmm. You always have choices. And oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't... Anyway, we're doing predictions, so I'll predict for your life.
2: Done. <laughs> what? And now,
0: your After Buzz TV
2: predictions. Wow. Oh.
1: Well, you can't really make a prediction about the show. I well, you I predict can. that
2: Jen and the doctor are going to get married.
1: You do? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be funny? It's
2: going to be great. Wouldn't
1: that be the greatest sort of, like, wedding toast? Like, remember when I... And I thought it was crazy, but now you're married. Um... <laughs> Amazing toast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's really good. Did you get it? Thank God it's being recorded. <laughs> you can use that one later. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. yeah. Just, I it's cried. Pretty,
1: thank you. For you. Thank you. I'm actually going to, I'll predict for your life uh, mm-hmm. instead of for the show. I don't think that you're going to have to make that compromise. I really don't. I right. see that that you're a, you're a capable enough <laughs> person that you're going to be able to put something together organically that you will spearhead and it will work.
2: I'd like to. I mean, what I'm trying to do to get that done is to meet with uh, showrunners and, and uh, maybe find sort of a you know, the kindred spirit would be the wrong word, but somebody who sort of feels the same way about stuff and maybe meet someone who I really get along with and build from there. Because for me to be able to spearhead anything, I would need there clout yeah i mean so they would spearhead it i'd need to sort of go under their umbrella to 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 be a part of it And, and i know that so i'm trying to i'm trying to see if there's something there
1: okay well we i know i wish you good luck with that and i believe it will happen thank you thanks guys for joining us you can as you know follow afterbuzz tv on twitter you can follow colin if you aren't already you probably are but where can they find you Colin? they
2: can find me at at colin ferg on twitter at is it Colin is that my Twitter handle? Yes. Yeah, yeah it is.
1: Colin <laughs> It's your Twitter I'm that good. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: That is your Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at J Rossi, J R O T H C and Make sure to tweet Colin and let him know what the show meant to you. Give him Emotional. big props. Emotionally, physically, spiritually. We did our
2: best you. without Jenna. We'll have her back next we, week.
1: Exactly. We're very excited about that for the finale. Thank you so much for being here with me.
2: No pleasure. Thanks, guys.
0: From right. Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.
2: That's amazing.
1: Buzz, you later.
0: The herein are those of the, <laughs> <only. laughs> no, the AfterBuzz TV <laughs> or its owners or principals.